Hello, everyone. It's Eric here from D2C, and we are midway through the Build a Pre-Sell Page Challenge. Uh, and we have decided for this week's all-killer, no-filler, to release the first half of the first day of the Build a Pre-Sell Page Challenge. Uh, lots of amazing information to really set the stage for why you want to build a pre-sell page uh, and how about how exactly you want to go about doing it with creative director Cam Wind. Uh, you may hear uh, Kyle Hitchcock or myself on there as well. But if you want to join us uh, on these um, on these amazing workshops, I'll leave a link in the description for here. And you can actually just join us maybe for day three if you get this in time. If not, um, you're going to want to join us on d2cplus.co where you get access to all of these amazing courses live as well as in recorded form with all their notes uh, as well as all these uh, extra materials that we're producing, um, templates and things like that for all of our best, con um, best converting pages. So you're going to want to join us on d2cplus.co. But for now, please enjoy Cam Wind going deep on exactly why you want to build a pre-sale page. Uh, the next two weeks, we're going to be releasing the first uh, day in two parts of the pre-sale page challenge. Uh, and what you're going to, you're going to want to make sure you check out youtube.com. I think that there's a lot of information here on audio, but if you want the full version, uh, you, you're going to want to check out YouTube because then you can actually see the landing page examples that we're talking about, the pre-sale page examples and some other uh, excellent uh, visuals. So hope to see you over there on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can kind of increase our, our viewership there. Uh, make sure you leave us a review on any platform that you view us on. And otherwise, uh, hope to catch you on day three of the pre-sale page challenge. And otherwise, we will see you soon. Peace. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. So, hey everyone, my name is Cameron Wind. Um, I'm the creative director at Pilot House. Um, really excited to have you guys all here talk about pre-sale, something that's obviously near and dear to our hearts. So background on me before we jump in here. Uh, I come from a visual background, photo, video, also worked in the startup space for a number of years back um, in the Toronto area. I've always been obsessed with marketing. It's what I went to school for. It's what I've been doing pretty much my whole life. And I'm really passionate about um, visual content for the purpose of marketing and engaging with customers. So flip back up here. <laughs> or not. So yeah, agenda for today. Uh, we want to, me and Kyle are going to run through uh, some customer journey, buyer psychology stuff. We're going to intro the pre-sale, what they are, how to use them, different types of pre-sales. Kyle's going to run through some of his golden rules, give you guys some really tactical rules that you can follow when thinking about using pre-sales. And then sprinkled throughout the presentation, we're going to include some examples of pre-sales that we've used with our clients and kind of show the value um, and incremental gains that we've seen. Nice. Okay. So this is my claim. If you are not using pre-sales, you are leaving money on the table. And that says me, take it for, take it for what you will. But that is my claim to preface this entire workshop. Um, and, and our objective here is to explain why this is the case and educate, educate the group on you know, how pre-sales can better your chance for not leaving any more money on the table. So um, to preface all of this, I want to be an advocate 
for the consumers as much I want as I want to be an advocate for you guys as brand owners, agencies, marketers. At the end of the day, we're trying to create a pleasant experience for all of our customers, um, which ho hopefully will ultimately incre increase um, the, the, the customer's confidence in purchasing your products and increase the average order values. So like I said, I'm, I come from a visual background, so I'm going to bear with me as I use some really horrible analogies and visuals in the next couple of slides. But um, this tip of the iceberg analogy is something that, you know, we use to kind of talk about this concept of pre click versus post click, you know, ads are this really sexy conversation that we talk about all the time, what we're doing on the front end, how we're, how we're trying to actually get that traffic. What are we doing to optimize our ads? What creatives are we making? But in reality, if you think about your own journey, all of you as individuals when purchasing a product, the bulk of the work and the bulk of the thought um, is actually post-click. You know, what, how are you interacting with websites? How are you going through the entire buyer journey with whatever brand or product it is that you're interested in purchasing? And how is that brand or that product educating you about why it is that that product's better than say other competitors or how it's going to solve your problem? So that part of the journey is a lot more valuable and it's a lot longer. So I think we as marketers and brand owners need to invest a lot of time in post-click versus pre-click. And I'm not saying pre-click isn't important, but I just kind of want to frame this whole thing that I think pre-click is just the tip of the iceberg. So another visual um, that I want to throw out here um, to support this whole pre versus post click concept. Um, I want to kind of present another analogy here. So first off, this is super nostalgic. I haven't been around this many people and I don't know how long. So I, it's just funny looking at this photo, but you know, when, when people ask me or people ask like, what, what is that we do? Like I, I often think about analogies and how to actually communicate that. And, you know, just like people at Times Square or really any busy place, people use social media for a number of different reasons. You know, much like there's a number of different reasons that people would go to social media, just like Times Square in this case. You know, they're taking photos of people, they want to hang out, they want to see what other people are doing, they want to go to shops, they want to go, they want to be entertained. Like it's just this endless list of, of things that people are doing. And that's the same same thing for social media. And we as marketers, our role here is to intercept these people communicate value, grab their attention, and really sell our products, help them solve a problem. So with this analogy, it's just like all of these billboards, all these ads that you're seeing, we're fighting for people's attention. And really our role with ads is just get people in the store. That is the goal, get people to our store. So go to the next one. So yeah, flip forward. So so now what? We, we've, we've got the click, we've got the intent, people know, what it is that they're clicking through. What are you going to do now? This is everything post-click. And this is just a really simple visual example of two different experiences that a customer might go through. You know, on the left, you've got this really messy, clumsy experience versus like, you know, the, the inf infamously famous Apple retail experience. You know, how are we thinking about how can we give customers the answers that they need to frequently ask questions about our product? How are we creating a good customer journey through the store? How are we decreasing friction as they're interacting with our store? You know, how are we, how are we helping them visualize the product and how it will actually impact them day to day? How, how are we actually answering all of these questions through that post-click? So, you know, just like retail, the, the, the path that you put customers on post-click 
really, really matters. Next slide. Yeah. So leads me to the biggest question that we've got here. What the hell is a pre-sell? So, I mean, in its simplest definition, a pre-sell is a landing page or landing pages that typically fall between an ad and a product page or where the purchase is actually made on our store. So this timeline here kind of like represents that buyer's journey. Um, you know, on the pre-click you've got, you're thinking about the conversations that you're having around ads, audiences, traffic, how are you optimizing all of these things? And that pre-sell is that first piece a post-click that your customers are going to potentially interact with. Super, super important. Once they click on that ad, that first page that they see is the first representation in a lot of cases of for you know what people are going to think about of your brand. So super, super important. And, and, and tweaking that pre-sell is going to enable us to increase conversion rates, increase order value. It's the first tool in our arsenal here with the buyer's journey. So the next question is, okay, so we have a pre-sell, but ultimately what is the purpose of the pre-sell? Like, how do you actually do that? And, and what are we going to be talking about here? So in the simplest form, if we want to boil this all down to an equation, like a conversion equals your customer's desire minus the friction to make that purchase. We have their click. They're obviously interested or they're showing some version of intent for our product. So the desire is there. And, and our job now is to either crank that desire up while mutually decreasing the amount of friction. So either doing both mutually or doing one of those independently. So that's how we need to think about this. So what I'm hoping that we can do here is just touch on two quick examples that we have used at Pilot House to do either of those two things, increase in desire, decrease friction. So this is an example of a client that we work with. Um, this is a, an, auto, an auto energy switching company um, who automatically switches people's to, people sorry, to a great deal on their gas and electricity. So we've been working with, these, with this company for a number of years. Um, historically speaking, their, their homepage or like the control page has outperformed a number of different pages. It, it, it's kind of been our tried and true um, but to battle that, we're constantly thinking about new pre-sales pre that we can utilize in order to, to, to essentially beat our control. So in this case, what we did was we thought about the customers that are actually signing up for this service. What angles, what segments can we, can we divvy that, that broader market down to? And two of them are that you're looking at on the right here. One is people who are, are, um, I don't know, socially conscious about the environment while also looking to save money. So like green energy angle. And then another one is a pensioner angle. So people who are retired, looking to save money, putting more money in their pocket. So all we did here was we thought about those segments of customers, adjusted our languaging, thought about the angle and kind of addressed some of the key concerns, questions, wins, whatever, through this hero section made a condensed version essentially of their homepage. So we simplify that process. We're increasing desire, decreasing friction, removing, trimming all the fat from their homepage. Um, and like the, the results kind of speak for themselves. You know, 13% increase in EPC on the first page, 32% on the second page. 
and an increase in conversion rate across both of them. Um, and yeah, that's a really good example. I, I, I'm glad you chose this one because like, I remember when we first got this account, I'm behind you guys screaming, more landing pages, more landing pages, more landing pages. And we probably went through like a hundred and we just couldn't beat the control. Like no matter what we tried, headlines, but we were going head to head with the same messaging. We were copying their template, trying to change headlines. This is the first time where it's a very clear gain on this account. And I love the way that you did that. It wasn't, let's just do the same thing or do a completely different thing. It was, it was let's focus in on those audiences and let, let the pages find the audience for you. Yeah, well said. And it's, it, it, it doesn't have to be, so just like one more thing to touch on that. Like it, it doesn't need to be this big complex process like to demystify this, like all we really did here is just think about their experience on page load and adjust the copy and angle that customers are actually seeing and interacting with once they actually click through the ad. The rest of the page, at least for now, is the same. We're obviously going to take these and start to see where we can find incremental gains. But really, like the only difference in the pages here is just that section on page load. So it's a fairly straightforward process. Next one. Next one. Cool. So this is another client, uh, Woofers. Um, this is, uh, you know, like a, a handmade, super Instagram-friendly dog treat company based here in Canada, mainly selling into the U.S. Um, also been working with this client for over a year now. Um, great client to work with. Um, so same, same kind of journey. We, when we first started working with them, we went through the process of figuring out how we can best utilize pre-sales um, in order to more effectively put customers down a, a journey that makes sense for them. So on the left-hand side, you've got our control page, which is their homepage, you know, really nice visuals. The hero section looks great. Really, really simple copy here. And what we did was we wanted to think about how dog parents like think about their treats like i, I own i own a dog um she's you know i got a weimaraner super super finicky with what they're eating how their skin you know like flames up if they're eating the wrong things like you can go down a huge rabbit hole for all the pet owners in the room so what we did was we thought about how we can better communicate the value of this product to dog owners so on that on the left here um kind of like our v1 of our pre-sale is this PDP product display page where we, um, you know, have a really simple hero image, not, not far off of what they're using on their homepage, followed by some, either some kind of like some PR, some social proof or some really quick callouts. And then right below the fold, we've got, um, we've elaborated on their USPs, why you as a dog owner would want to buy this for your dog and really simplified condensed copy really clearly articulated on both of the page kind of follows the same format. And then below that, um, you know, we've got a social proof section and then help answering the why what's the story behind the brand. What is their why? Like these cookies were made with love. It was born from a problem where, you know, a dog parent couldn't find a good cookie. So they just went out and made it themselves. That's like where the brand started, you know, and then below that we've got a really the valuable offer section. So that's a long form page. And then on the, on the right-hand side, Recently, we've got an even shorter page where what you're looking at there is the entire page. It's kind of like this short form flyer type pre-sale. There's, there's you know, no mention of the price. All we're trying to do here is warm up the audience, 
have them click through and we can test a number of things on the back end. But we're just trying to give them more information to help equip them with, with you know, more, more desire and a decrease that amount of friction prior to getting to the purchase event. So it's kind of the, the results speak for themselves here. Up 100% EPC, up 260% EPC, conversion rates through the roof with that second one up 360%. Um, and this is again just been a process of incremental gains. Cam, can you talk about that like super high level? Like, what is that incremental gain process? Just to give some people an idea. Yeah, sure. So, like the one on the left, you're looking at that long form one. That was like our OG page where we kind of treated it like a big puzzle. Where you know you've got like your nav bar, your hero, your social proof, your, your features and benefits, um, offer section. I think at the beginning, the social proof was at the bottom. And you know, you we built out a, a wireframe or a framework for what we thought would work. We we tested it against the control, and we internally have a tool where we can kind of test multiple pages at a time. And you know, we came up with some really easy solutions, or like some sorry, not solutions, but uh, some insights where you know our assumption was okay, like people love dogs. We let's put a dog in the hero image. Who doesn't love seeing a cute dog? Well, we tested that alongside images of just cookies and people would far rather click on CTAs or heroes when it was just the cookie. That's what people want to see. And, you know, the social proof was buried at the bottom below the offer. We brought that up. We used plugins where, you know, it dynamically pulls real testimonials from the website so these are real people talking about real experiences with the cookies. And it's just like, you can inc like incrementally, you can just see your page performance just creep up and it's just testing things in isolation, figuring out what people want to engage with, what adds more value to the purchase. And you're just finding those, those wins. And a lot of people in the audience know this stuff. And some of you probably find this intimidating also. So really it just is about kind of knowing your limits and, and staying within it and building that confidence. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean that's I mean that's the, the the process in a nutshell. There's there's like we could go down a rabbit hole on all of those individual elements within a page that we swapped out, but this has been a process that we've been just slowly tweaking, you know, over the last year, um, and the, the the numbers kind of speak for themselves. Like there's no way that we would have the efficiency and success that we do without pre-sales on on these accounts. So they're super super important. Nice. All right. Do you want to do Q and A now, or do you want to do it at the end? Yeah, I um, just because I'm screen recording here, I I don't seem to be able to pull those up. So if we if uh, if if we do want to answer some of those now, I think that might be a good move. Uh, it, it, Hitchcock's, if you can read, or Gilfoyle, if you are around, if you can uh, pull those up and read them. Or should I just? I guess I can stop sharing for a second and just do that. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Here we go. I know this is geared towards e-commerce and selling products, but you give some insight on how to tailor a page to a subscription or OTT, a subscription OTT platform. Is this game really? I mean, like it, it's just understanding who your audience is and then ensuring that your pages are brand safe and that the messages is, uh, you know, clear, concise, or murky and confusing, depending on what you're trying to do and what your brand uh, is trying to accomplish. Also, it really does come down to kind of intent. So Facebook, we call it like disruptive marketing, where not like I'm a disruptor, but um, we're interruption, uh, we're getting in your face. Um, 
versus like a search landing page, which would be more intent, more product heavy, feature heavy, uh, in that they're already kind of know what they're looking for. So it just really depends. If you uh, drop a link in your product, I can do a loom for you later. Nice. So uh, Jacob Barra wants to know, do you do, do you do A-B testing on the pre-sale page? And then what builder do we use? Yeah. And um, all day. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we've got a, an internal tool. Um, so we have a luxury of testing all the stages in that, that visual that, that Cam presented, uh, you know, post click every page in, in between, but any, any decent landing page unbounce Insta page, um, all those will have like a, a conversion pixel that you can simply use to do simple split tests for, for beginners. I love this. Uh, Christy, Christy, some, some, um, some stuff that we should always clarify We're with, we love acronyms EP, uh, but so we don't always explain what they mean. EPC is earnings per click. Uh, so that's essentially what, you know, every time someone lands on your page, clicks through to your page, how much are you earning from them on aggregate? And, uh, our, our you know, our hypothesis and, and proven hypothesis is you're going to get much higher earnings per click on a, on an optimized pre-sale page than you can on, on pretty much anything. Um, John Coyle, uh, a funnel expert himself asks, can you talk about traffic flow on the pages you are showing? Is it add pre-sell PDP to add to pre-sell to checkout to add? To... Wow. There's a lot of things in there. <laughs> um, I don't want to hog the mic cam. You take it. No, I feel like your, your insights can be just as if not more valuable than mine, but I would just short answer that is like all of the above. I don't know. <laughs> You know, yeah. like that's part of the process is, I mean, like Kyle said, we have the luxury of testing this stuff with our internal tool, but like, it's a, just a matter of figuring out what combination or what journey is going to result in the highest EPC. Yeah. And, and to that, that question specifically, um, it varies. So every, like we're talking one single page here, just so everyone can comp, kind of comprehend the concept and we'll get into like funnels and further workshops. I'm sure we'd love to love to love to meet you then. But, uh, We'll test the pre-sell page. We'll test five pre-sell pages. We'll test five variants of a pre-sell page, but then we'll, we'll expand that out further where it's like pre-sell to collection, pre-sell to product page to PDP, uh, pre-sell to PDP to different Shogun experience. And so I'm with you in that there's lots of other stuff you can test behind the, the pre-sell. Got it. What are some best practices for pre-sell pages when running 10 minute plus VSLs on Facebook or YouTube? Do we have much experience there? You are essentially running a pre-sell. So if you're running VSLs, a pre-sell is just a way to run a VSL uh, or create VSL type content. Um, so you could do like shorter form stuff behind a VSL, but I don't think you'd want to do like a long VSL to a long editorial style thing. Uh Keaton wants to dig a little bit deeper on uh, the, the dog cookie page. Like what type of CTAs worked really well on that cookie page? He wants to know. Oh, good question from the spot. Um, I'm going to try and remember what they, what it was, but it was things like, you know, try, try a box, sample a box, really inviting people to just try it kind of risk free, like get it in your hands, see if your dogs enjoy it. So yeah, it was try now. Uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but also we use pages a lot for promos for woofers. So basically every cycle it's seasonal. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very seasonal promotional based product. So they flip over quite often. Yeah. And and luckily, like that brand is a lot of fun. Like we get to get pretty cheeky and like dog punny with a lot of our CTAs and like headlines and stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot of fun. 
Nice. What landing page builder apps would you recommend for Shopify without coding? Yes. Good question. Shogun's our favorite, like on platform kind of like app. Um, so Shogun for sure over, over the others uh, in, in our experience. We use Instapage. Uh, it's quite pricey. It's quite expensive. Um, it's fast. It does the job. I don't know if we're using it purely because we've been using it for like seven years when it was cheap, but the pricing is quite enterprising now. So I don't, I don't know if that's the best foot forward. Um, other standard ones like lead pages and unbounce and um, those, which kind of were like the, the era of uh, DIY. I, I wouldn't use like Webflow or any of those. They're more site architecture style uh, stuff. And it just, it's not kind of free form drag and drop. Uh, Cam also has a couple others that he uses depending on the client. Yeah, landing eyes, another one. We've, we've, it's a lot, it's like the, the actual building process, I find a lot easier in landing eye. They also have less limitations on site traffic. Um, so that's another it's one. It's like a cheaper alternative to Instapage, but it's not as beefy, but it's like good. They have some good integrations with Shopify too. Hmm. Nice. How different should pre-sale pages be for social versus search or display ad clicks? That's a good question. Yeah. So obviously a media buyer asking this question. Um, search super high intent. I would focus on products, benefits, features, testimonials. Um, display is, depends if it's retargeting versus prospecting. Um, displays used often, not necessarily, you know, as, as much scale and cold prospecting. So just depends. And then uh, I actually display, I really like using email captures, if that helps. And then building out kind of uh, post-purchase or post-form post, post submit experiences through display because you can get quite cheap emails quite easily. Are we using pre-sale pages on Google traffic just as frequently as we are on Facebook? Or is it or is it more common to just drive to a, to a homepage in, in something like search? Yeah, more yeah. common to do that. Also like testimonial pages or like other, other stuff. Often people are bouncing from like your Facebook buys or your snap buys to go into Google. And so really they're just like, is this a real product? Um, if it's, if it's some, if you're doing like cold prospecting on like branded keyword, not branded, but other keywords, then, um, yeah, I would, I would beef up your homepage and make it super presentable, but I would keep it product focused. You wouldn't want to do any long form content. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, are using a landing page builder on Shopify or an entirely different platform like ClickFunnels? I think it'd be good just to clarify our setup there a little bit. Yeah, like the ones we find the most success with live separately from Shopify. Like they're not, you know, plugins or any kind of builder extension of Shopify. We just find it more effective for our dev team to jump in and make changes rapidly on the fly. They find it a lot more customizable than some of the Shopify builders. Um, we get it. comes to both for sure. Yeah, for sure. We get into this a little bit. Uh, we've done everything, custom carts, like developer, blah, 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 blah. But this, where we're at now, the click flow looks like this. It's a link click in Facebook. Uh, that's our internal tracking routing tool that then routes to an Instapage page that may route to other Instapage pages, or it may route to certain Shopify pages uh, as a termination point through that link flow. So it'll be like subdomain, domain, domain, subdomain, domain. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. See you on the other end. Sounds good. See you guys.